This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. The Capital One Venture X business card earns unlimited double miles on every purchase. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash VentureXBusiness. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Shea Stevens. The second and third place Republican presidential hopefuls came out swinging late Wednesday at a debate hosted by CNN. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis accused former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley of being in the pockets of her campaign donors. DeSantis also again chided frontrunner Donald Trump for skipping the event. I appreciated what President Trump did, but let's just be honest. He said he was going to build a wall and have Mexico pay for it. He did not deliver that. He said he was going to drain the swamp. He did not deliver that. He said he was going to hold Hillary accountable, and he let her, let her off the hook. He said he was going to eliminate the debt, and he added $7.8 trillion to the debt. Former Ambassador Haley agreed that Trump should have been on the stage. I wish Donald Trump was up here on this stage. He's the one that I'm running against. He's the one that I wish would be here. He needs to be defending his record. Right now, he's not defending the fact that he allowed us to have $8 trillion in debt over four years that our kids are never going to forgive us for. Meanwhile, former President Trump held a town hall event a few miles away, aired on Fox. On Capitol Hill, House Republicans are preparing to vote on holding impeachment proceedings against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. NPR's Deidre Walsh has that report. Homeland Security Committee Chairman Mark Green ticked through the statistics showing a record number of migrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border in recent months. He blamed Secretary Mayorkas for failing to enforce immigration laws enacted by Congress. What we're seeing here is a willful violation of his oath of office taken by Secretary Mayorkas. Let me repeat that, a willful violation. The top Democrat on the panel, Benny Thompson, called the process a, quote, impeachment circus sideshow and said Republicans were only pressing ahead to protect their slim House majority in 2024. If the House approves impeachment articles against Mayorkas, it's unlikely the Senate will convict and remove him. Deirdre Walsh, NPR News. The Securities and Exchange Commission is ending its resistance to cryptocurrency by approving exchange-traded funds, or ETFs, for Bitcoin. NPR's David Gura has more. The new funds will trade on the major stock exchanges, and they'll track the price of Bitcoin, the oldest and best-known cryptocurrency. The companies behind the ETFs say they'll appeal to the general public and also to institutional investors. SEC Chair Gary Gensler has been critical of crypto, and in a statement after the decision, he said he and his fellow commissioners did not approve or endorse Bitcoin itself. Gensler again sounded an alarm about what he calls the myriad risks of Bitcoin, noting the cryptocurrency is, as he put it, a speculative, volatile asset that's also used for illicit activity, including ransomware, money laundering, sanction evasion, and terrorist financing. David Gura, NPR News, New York. U.S. futures are higher in pre-market trading. This is NPR News. The International Court of Justice in The Hague is set to begin hearings Thursday on charges that Israeli airstrikes on Gaza amount to genocide. The case was brought by South Africa, which claims the war against Hamas extremists in Gaza is in violation of the 1948 Genocide Convention. Pretoria is seeking emergency measures ordering Israel to suspend its military campaign in the territory. A spokesman for the Israeli government calls South Africa's accusations absurd blood libel. In Ecuador, city streets are desolate and armed soldiers are on patrol. As Jorge Valencia reports, that's after the country's president all but declared war on organized crime groups. 
President Daniel Novoa is reacting forcefully to a rash of violence across Ecuador this week. Inmates rioted in prisons, and masked gunmen briefly took over a live television studio. Totalmente, son objetivos militares. Son objetivos militares. They absolutely are military objectives, Noboa tells a radio station in Quito. He declared a state of internal armed conflict and designated 20 gangs as terrorist organizations. If they're so tough, they should fight the military face-to-face, Noboa says. Human rights observers worry about sending the military onto the streets. But across Ecuador, there's apparent consensus to support Noboa's tough stance. For NPR News, I'm Jorge Valencia in Bogota. Again, U.S. futures are higher in after-hours trading on Broad Street, on Wall Street. On Asia-Pacific market shares are also in positive territory. This is NPR News.